It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. Cliff Central is turning one, and to celebrate, we're giving away half a million rand in smartphones. Half a million rand in smartphones. You could win just by listening to Cliff Central on WeChat every day during every show. Yeah, baby. If you want an upgrade or you need a new smartphone, we'll hook you up. Win with Cliff Central and WeChat for the month of April and visit cliffcentral.com for details. T's and C's apply. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. Good morning, Fabsters, and welcome to the Fashion Lab Show on Cliff Central. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regisford with the fabulous Fashion Lab team in studio today. Joining us is my co-host, Morwick Peterson. Good morning, Fabsters. And our lovely in-house trend analyst, Kayla Stambul. Good morning, beautiful people. Okay. For those of you who may be tuning in to Fashion Lab for the first time, um, this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. And obviously throughout the show, you will feel, if you don't, <laughs> that we recognize, we educate, we connect you to fashion industry professionals just to kind of facilitate growth within our space, I mean, within Africa. I must say, um, this morning, you ladies look absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the colors, Kayla's dress, we need to take a picture <laughs> and we need to put it up on Twitter. Liz also looks absolutely amazing. Hoyamora, good morning, Sunny Bonani, and a warm welcome to Fashion Lab. My name is Mike Peterson, and I'm one of the co-hosts on the show. Um, our show is focused on different aspects, elements, and dynamics of the fashion industry in Africa and beyond. This is one show you definitely don't want to miss out on. I mean, these girls just look absolutely phenomenal. Good morning, Kayla. Morning, Mo. Good morning, everybody. I'm Kayla Stamble, and I'm our in-house trend analyst. And just for those of you who want a little bit more info on what a trend analyst actually does, we track modern trends, analyze buying patterns of consumers, and, you know, make predictions regarding future trends. So basically, we decide um, what's happening in stores right now. We predict. We we work with designers, with buyers, with everyone that is linked in the fashion business. And just about Fashion Lab, we're so excited to be back again. And this will be the show where information on various industry players within the fashion industry will be shared, debated, and we'll really set a stage for um, energy-driven conversations. So we really hope that you guys enjoy the show. Ladies, um, before we go any further, excuse me, I must share this with you. I'm a little bit upset this morning. <laughs> Something always. that happened <laughs> during the week. So let me tell you the story real quick. I went to Markham. Um, looking all good. My hair was fresh. You know, I'm looking fresh and I'm, I'm happy. And I'm walking in there. And you, go, you ladies know I've lost a little bit of weight. So I'm no longer a size 32. I'm a size 29. For, so, for those listeners who yes, don't know, he's a yes. negative 2. In a, in a, in a, if you translate it to a woman's size, he's a negative, negative 2. Or kind of on the zero negative 2. Go ahead, Mo. So... I come into the store and I wanted, you know, a green pants to go with my jacket for today because, you know, we're always looking fly. So the girl says to me, um, you a size 32. And I said to her, bring the size 29. So anyway, we go back and forth. Um, so she's standing with one of her colleagues and they start speaking in Twana. So she doesn't know that I understand Twana. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand Twana. I understand Zulu. So they start speaking about me and then I respond. In Twana, and she nearly lost it. 
She's like, oh my soul, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm like, you do not do that. In front of the customer. In front of everyone. I'm like, you do not do that. You just dampened my day. I'm a customer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everyone understands these days. Don't speak like Twana or uh, gossiping. In fact, don't gossip. I mean, we, the retail industry, customer service. I mean, what do you ladies think? Am I overreacting or? (laughs) I don't think you're overreacting, Mo. I think that, you know, what really makes a shopping experience is customer, is customer service. And, you know, it's, it's become such a sad thing that, you know, everyone these days just wants to shop online because people dread going to stores because you go to stores, you get attitude, people look at you funny, nobody wants to help you. And I mean, it's not just in retail or like in apparel. Yeah. You know, even when you just, I mean, how many experiences some of us that have gone to spa or pick and pay or wherever and just that woman at the top just giving you that look and giving you that attitude. And this is exactly why so many businesses are losing money because business is about customer experience. If you lose that customer, it's not just one person that you're losing. They tell their friends, I know I'm that kind of person. Like I tell everyone and their mother and whoever else will listen if I had a bad experience um, yeah. in, in a store. Yeah. You know what? I think that again, as we dissect the business behind fashion, this is where shop owners and boutique owners who are not present at their place of work or at their shops should be very careful who they have representing their brands because mm-hmm. this is how you lose business and you'd be surprised why you're not making any money. Any, I don't want to talk about my rice that I, I'm wanting to take back to Ford's bag because they just sold me bad rice. It wasn't clothes. It was like bad basmati that just kind of swelled up in my pot. And I'm like, I want to take it back and let's talk about customer service next time. Yes. Anyway, it's such an important factor, Liz. And I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. People want to get an ex- a certain experience when you go into the store. You want to feel, you know, like you, you're spending your, you're spending good money. Like you, you're not just yeah. there to, to get attitude from some person. Yeah. That's just so like, I just thought, let know? me come and shade with you. But anyway, Liz, take us into what's going on in today's <laughs> We're show. We're not talking about yes, rise I'm and excited customer today service about today's things. show. Yeah. Anyway, today on the show, we are dissecting a very important topic around what we are doing to market and to sell African fashion to different global channels, different global markets, however way. And joining us in studio today, some really special guests. We are joined by Kyle Boshoff, the AFI Creative Director, and uh, Baya. We are also going to be joined um, soon by Orepa Lang, Madulta, which is, who is a fashion designer, and we'll also be joined by Erica Schwartz, who is CEO of Fashion House and Baya's Lounge. It's going to be a very um, interesting um, morning because we are dissecting what we are doing as African people or as African um, brands or as African stakeholders to be able to take African fashion into the global space. Exactly. I mean, if you look at Carl, we have to take a picture and also put it on. Good morning. (laughs) Morning. Dynamic. And the way he comes in. And this, let's remember I asked you about... um, Masai blanket. The Masai blanket. I mean, he's just rocking it. He looks absolutely amazing. Kyle, welcome to the Fashion Lab and welcome into studio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Kyle, I think that, you know, there's so many things that you do. So I really just want to give everyone there, before we jump into the questions, who is Kyle? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, the local fashion industry is such a dynamic place to work. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity to get to do various things. I think ultimately what I wake up every morning to do is really to push the African fashion industry forward. And I do that through a variety of of activities, including Fashion Week, for which I run the creative. That's Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week Cape Town and Africa Fashion Week as well. 
I also um, work on a program called AFI Fast Track, which is young designers and it's really preparing them for um, the global markets. And then um, we also at African Fashion International, where I work, we also have a, a, a division called AFI Privé, which is a luxury a retailer. So I really, you know, I, I work on a lot of different projects. But as I said, African fashion is is what I wake up in the morning for. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And Kyle, what criteria um, do you select um, for designers who fit into your empire? And how far do you guys go to get the right brands to market? Mm, nice. Um, you know, I always say that there's at any at any point in in time there's a um, there's billions of clothes on hangers in uh, the world. Absolutely. And you really, as a designer, need to know what what makes your item special. What's mm-hmm. going to make someone take your item off that rail from everything else? So what we really look for first and foremost is a differentiator, mm-hmm. a point of view, something that makes you unique, uh, a vision for how people should dress. Uh, in terms of African fashion, uh, the world is really interested in what we have to say. So that's also important. We look at designers that are rooted in African heritage, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's important to be globally relevant. Okay. So you don't want to be a cliche or you don't want to really do redo what's been done. You want to reinterpret the African heritage that you, you know, feel you associate with in a new way for a global market. It's very interesting, Carl, that you say that. And obviously, as a creative director at AFI, I believe that there's a lot of other um, fashion platforms that, you know, also have a similar vision as what you do at AFI. What is it that you do differently to, to, you know, to kind of ensure that you, your designers attract the right buyers and you attract the right global channels? Because there's a lot of people, like again, I said, who, a lot of platforms. There's a lot of fashion weeks in this world. There's mm-hmm. a lot of African fashion weeks that have also played Africans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get into that right now. Yeah. But there's just so many platforms that say, this is who we are and this is what we do. What really sets you apart as the AFI creative director based on the little projects that you're running and what you're doing to actually get this brands into the global space? Well, when AFI started Africa Fashion Week, it was one of the first pan-African platforms in the world. It was a platform that said, the world is looking at Africa, let's get together and give them one place to look at. And really, that's what we aim to do. We aim to get the best of the entire continent in one place. And that's really what keeps buyers, media, etc. coming back. You know that when you come to an event like Africa Fashion Week, you have the cream of the crop of the continent altogether. Uh, and yeah, I, th- I think it's just the fact that we really pushed forward with that agenda and we continue really to lead in that space and, and people are responding positively to that. And designers are winning as well within your space? Designers are winning. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most rewarding things about going to work every day is hearing the success stories mm. that mm. come from our designers that we work with. Designers who are building successful brands. You know, I have the opportunity to travel on occasion and to go to studios in, in Accra, in Nairobi and to see, you know, people coming together, jobs being created, families being sustained from, from fashion on the continent. And it's incredibly exciting to be a part of those success stories. Kyle, very interesting, you know, that you mentioned that you travel a lot, um, you know, throughout Africa and you visit certain um, African countries. Um, would you say that African fashion is appealing to the global market and how is it selling? Because, you know, we're so diverse in our, in who we are mm. as Africa as a whole. So 
Is our clothing actually selling? Well, there's definitely an appetite for an African aesthetic, if I can call it that way. We know that on global runways, a lot of um, top brands have been looking at the continent for uh, inspiration in the aesthetic. What I'm excited about now is that designers on the continent are reclaiming that space and, as I said, reinterpreting it in a global way. And the global fashion market is starting to really look at the continent um, for fashion. The one drawback is that, unfortunately, people still consider made in Africa um, to not necessarily come with the same quality that they would associate made in Europe. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of designers are working really hard on. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I continue to encourage designers to focus on quality, 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 because that's what's going to make a consumer keep coming back. People are quite happy to buy a token African piece because it's trendy at the moment. But what's going to keep your consumer coming back is them knowing that the piece that, that they've bought is quality and that when they, when they spend money again, it's worth it. Wow. Averagely, how many designers do you, um, do you um, manage or do you run within your space, like averagely, African designers? Well, as a platform, we, we give designers a platform to showcase. Um, and we, we usually have at Africa Fashion Week between, I'd say, 35 to 40 designers uh, at any season. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> very I nice. mean, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl, you've mentioned, um, you know, the, the fast track thing that you guys have for emerging up and coming yeah. designers. Take us through that process. How do you go about doing your selection? How do you choose designers? Is it, and um, what, what's the process behind? Or if anyone wants to be a part of that whole process? Mm-hmm. Well, AFI fast track is, um, it's one of the jewels in our crown. It's something we're really proud of. It's a program for graduate designers. It's currently uh, South African-focused, but we're looking at expanding it um, going forward. Graduate designers apply, and we engage industry to help us select a group of a top 12, and then they get to show at Joburg Fashion Week. And from that showcase, we select three or four that we then mentor throughout the year, and we give them another opportunity at Africa Fashion Week to put together a collection uh, for media, for buyers, etc. And then at the Africa Fashion Awards, we announce the winner and we work with that winner to create a sustainable brand. And we've had incredible success stories coming from AFI Fast Track. People like Rich Mnisi, oh, who yes, runs yes, a brand yes. Oath, as well as Eleni Lebro, she runs Aikido. And these are young, talented South African designers that are building successful businesses yeah. from their creativity. Yeah. With obviously with ongoing support. Absolutely. Guys, yeah. Um they still show on a platform called AFI Next Generation. It's a it's a show at Fashion Week where we give them an opportunity to keep showing. Yeah. Because it's important that you stay in the consumer's mind, in the buyer's mind, in the media's mind. Um and so we, we continue throughout the year to engage with them, we keep in contact, we make sure that, that we can do whatever we can on our end to help them. Kyle, sorry, could you just share also um, what your process is for emer- I mean, for established designers? Because obviously you also have the Africa Fashion Week and the Joburg Fashion Week and the other fashion weeks that run across with established designers. Could you just explain, explain to our audience or anyone who's interested what the process is or the criteria or where they need to submit their applications or, and all of that information? Could you share that with us? Please? Yeah, well, um, we have an open application Process So we invite designers to go onto our website. It's www.afi.za.com. 
On there, you can um, download the application process. You send in your application. It's reviewed by a selection panel, which we convene of buyers, um, media, stylists, etc. And then we sort of select the ones that we feel suit the platform best. Carl, is, is the process difficult on selecting? I know because, you know, selecting proper, or I don't know, should I call it proper designers or, but how is, do you find it difficult? Do you find having sleepless nights? Like, who do I choose? Like, <laughs> you know, choose me, choose me. Like, what, uh, what is that? Well, it's a very, as I said, it's a very fair process. Yeah. So we engage, you know, it's not just AFI selecting. We engage an independent panel of industry experts. And it's really the collective um, thinking that decides which designers showcase on the platform. So I agree if it was one person's um, job, it would probably result in sleepless nights. But thankfully, it's a task for, for many qualified fashion industry yeah. people. And is it well supported? I'm so sorry. Please, Kayla, forgive yeah, me. Sorry, please <laughs> forgive me. Is, is the fashion shows now in South Africa, I'm specifically South Africa, is it being well supported? Is it growing with this interest? Well, fashion weeks at their core really are there to to build consumer interest. Mm-hmm. And over the years um, that AFI has been doing fashion weeks, we've seen an increase in um, consumer interest in local fashion. So absolutely, um, I know that minutes before shows, our um, call lines are still getting requests for tickets. People want to come into the shows. So absolutely, um, you know, we're excited by every season there's more and more interest in what local designers are doing. Um, Carl, I know that you guys, um, you have a lot of designers that obviously apply for AFI and you can only choose a select few. What have you found is one of the main challenges that, let's say, designers that don't make it into your program, what have you found that is the main challenge or something that really keeps them behind? What can you give them to say, if you really want to be part of this, this is the, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to have, this is what we're looking for? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll link it to AFI Fast Track because that's really also a feeder into, mm-hmm. into Fashion Week. As I said, what we're really looking for is a, is a point of view. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something that I haven't seen before or something that really makes you stand out from the other designers that we see on a daily basis, it's really hard to move forward because mm-hmm. you don't want a brand that is just being supported by convenience because they're close to the consumer. You want a brand that can take over the world. Absolutely. And in order to do that, you need to have something that the world has not seen before. So I would really, you know, challenge a designer that was looking at, at entering Fashion Week or AFI Fast Track to really hone in on their point of view, what it is that they want to say mm-hmm. in terms of, of the clothing that they're producing, whether it's a a new silhouette or an, a new lifestyle or a new way of dressing. You really have to present the consumer with something different. Because I said, there's billions of clothing on hangers at the moment. Yeah. What's going to make me pick yours off the rail? So they'd really have to have a competitive advantage to, to make Very it. Informative. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know that we want to move on, but just one <laughs> more thing on the lighter note. Have you ever had a situation where the panel sits down to say, this is what we think works. And then suddenly when you finally meet the designer and touch the garments, you die. (laughs) Do you ever have like beautiful pictures and beautiful presentations? Mm -hmm. And then when you finally get to reality and say, let's feel the garments, let's see the garments, you kind of like freak out. Well, that's a very important step, um, particularly with the AFI Fast Track program, for example. 
After the selection, we go through what we call curation. And that's when I travel around South Africa and I meet with a short list of designers because what we've seen so far is pictures, sketches, mm. that kind of thing. And that tells a great story, but it doesn't tell the whole story. So I then go and meet with the designer, usually in their studio, although because it's their graduate designers, it's in their mom's spare bedroom or their dad's garage. <laughs> and we look at the clothes and we, we touch it. We, we make sure that it stands up to the promise that we saw. It's really important, you know, to get to see a designer in 3D, not just in 2D as well. Very wow. interesting. Very <laughs> you guys interesting. have heard it all from Kyle Boshoff, um, sitting here with us for AFI creative director and buyer, amongst other things. But, um, Kyle, how can everyone who's interested or anyone who's interested in connecting with you, um, could you just share your, your Twitter handle or your Insta or your whatever it is? How can people reach you? Um, well, Instagram is, is probably a good way to connect. Um, my my handle is at Kyle Boshoff on Instagram. And then, you know, just go on to the AFI website, reach out to us. We really do try and get back to you. We're really about supporting the local fashion industry. So if you have any questions, you know, you can also, if you have specific emails about Fast Track, you can email AFIFastTrack at AFI.za.com. Um, and then you can reach out to us and we can take it from there. Thank you so much, Carl. Very interesting. If you have just tuned in, you're listening to the Fashion Lab. That was the voice of Carl Bosov, um, head um, creative director of AFI and head buyer. Uh, my name is Moik Peterson, and I am one of the co-hosts on the Fashion Lab. I'm joined by the lovely uh, Miss Liz Ogumbo Redford. She said I was practicing last night, <laughs> and the beautiful um, in-house trend analyst Kayla Stambul. Um, Carl, thank you so much. I mean, thank you thank for you. the development yeah. of what you're doing. And, you know, because at the end of the day, we want to get to a point um, where we are of first class. But thank you so much for, for joining us, Carl. Thank, thank you. you. It has been locked away from the eyes of the world. Chained, never to be released. But now it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Cliff Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? I'm a renegade, I just hit the ground running. Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. T's and C's apply. Hi, Dave from A1 Builders in Pretoria. It's Dan. I found your number on the internet and I need you to build me a room, the purpose of which I cannot disclose. What? Fine. It's a sunroom. Can you start immediately? It's 4 a.m. I'm sure it's 4 a.m. somewhere, Dave, but here in SA, it's 10. You mean USA? There's more than one Pretoria out there. For the quickest and most efficient way to find what you're looking for, start your search with yellowpages.co.za or download the app. Yellow Pages for local, reliable results. You, me, the sock drawer, stat, said Cheryl, the promiscuous fish moth and self-appointed closet bicycle. High on a heady wool polyester mix, she'd scout your clothing for future baby daddies. Buckle up, it's breeding time, she'd purr. We're gonna thump this turtleneck like it's a fat man's back. And look at you, all innocent, peering into your wardrobe looking for something nice to wear. Oblivious to the sordid romp Jim Carner that's going down right before your eyes. 
There isn't an inch of your clothing that hasn't been sullied by her one-night stands. Your knicker drawer is her mirrored-ceilinged boudoir. Your wool coat, her by-the-half-hour motel. Oh, she has played the sex flute long and hard, and right now she's regaining her strength by eating the crotch out of a lovely pair of linen pants. While her larvae lie scattered all over your delicates, like slutty piñatas waiting to hatch. Make her stop with fast, deadly doom. Unreal, uncensored, unradio. Cliffcentral.com. And here we are with the Fashion Lab holding it down at the Cliff Central, dissecting the business behind fashion. And today's topic, obviously, is just about what we are doing as stakeholders in Africa to be able to get the local brands into the global market. Good morning. We've got a lovely guest, Orapaleng. Yes. Uh, joining us in studio today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, an amazing fashion designer. Orapaleng and I go way back. We go <laughs> way back. I have mad love for this guy. He knows whenever there's an opportunity, I bring him in. <laughs> I call him up. I'm Orapaleng. <laughs> there's an opportunity for him. Orapaleng and my Dutlam is a fashion designer. Um, an amazing fashion designer His garments speaks for itself um, I met him Funny enough through um, DNA African And when I met him he's Because he's also one of those Prim and proper gentlemen And when I met him Orapaleng looked at his garments And they just sell for themselves They really sell for themselves Beautiful, detailed Orapaleng Madutla Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, guys. What a very great introduction. Orpheling, <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing to have you in the studio with us. So we're just going to jump right into it, straight into it. Actually, can you just introduce yourself a little bit and just let the guests like, know? Okay, my are. name is Orpheling Mudutle. I am born and bred from, I was born and bred in Kimberley and I studied fashion design, Petra, Tonnet, University of Technology, sorry. And I have started my brand two years ago, which wow. is Rapele Mutuja Style Avenue. Wow. Wow. Rapeling, I know that you've been part of the AFI. We just spoke to um, Kyle Bosov now. And um, how was your experience showcasing with AFI and what value has it added um, to your growth as an African des- fashion designer? Um, I showcased with um, AFI Africa Fashion Week Trade Expo in 2013 when it was based in Pretoria. Um, for me, I had to do it because of um, the market segment at the time. Um, and uh, it was very recreational, I could say, because I gained a whole lot of customers. Uh, because for me, uh, the brand is all about uh, getting into high-end market where we really kind of target the more mature crowd, your ministers, your... And Petora is really where they are all like... Chilling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for, so the, the, the positivity of the... The showcase was very good for me because mm-hmm. I managed to get all the kind of people that I wanted to um, um, get from the whole showcase. Very interesting, Rupaling. Um, Rupaling, do you have a storm, and or is there any other places that is carrying your clothing, or any other stores that is selling your goods? I don't have a store specifically. I do have a studio based in Pretoria. Oh, studio, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I am selling in two stores. Like uh, I have done our closet in Parktown North, oh, very next nice. to Machere, which was very successful. But unfortunately, the, reha- the lady had closed down. 
I'm, but I'm currently with fresh, www.fashionhub.coza, um, uh, under Style Avenue. The boutique is doing successfully well. And I am now currently having a capsule collection for winter that I have designed for Soweto in uh, Rosebank and Bryanston that is, uh, will be launched tomorrow. Oh, very nice. Big on, t- on the move. Big things are going in that area, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. But tell us, are you looking to expand into other parts of the continent? And, you know, where do you see your brand going? Definitely. Um, now I am actually going to start showcasing on the ramp at the Africa Fashion Week because at the first I did the Trade Expo because really to kind of get the pop-ups and get the customer kind of feel and touch my... So now I'm trying to get more uh, global buyers. So I... I'm looking into going to Cape Town, Durban, Africa, um, Nigeria, wherever, so that people could really, so I could really kind of like spread my message across Africa. Into Africa. And just another quick question is, have you also thought about what channels you may use to be able to expand? Because obviously we can sit and say we want to get into different markets, but it's also about just thinking or, or kind of knowing what channels to use to penetrate into the continent. Have you thought about that or are you just, are you still looking? Are you open to connect with the, the Kyles? <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah, currently busy connecting with your Kyles, but in, in the history I have been connecting with uh, DNA Africa, which was also one of the biggest platforms that uh, kind of opened my retail success where I started doing Fashion Hub, I started doing uh, so where to it's through them and that it 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 also kind of broadened up my um my my castle, yeah, my horizon <laughs> yes. um and i am currently also looking into getting into uh uh like getting an agent that can kind of like sell into yeah. which i'm currently in communication with where where i showcase and then i have someone who's going to kind of ex- um take the the collection into different markets in all types of the country in different Wow different can countries. i also get his contact so i can also like <laughs> hook that up of course of course i just quickly want to ask you you know in terms of manufacturing your garments i mean you know we grow and understanding but how's that process been because i mean that is a problem that we're facing in south africa as emerging designers as established designers is your manufacturing how are you finding that little challenge are you coping with orders um well yeah <laughs> i am kind of coping it's it's quite difficult like everyone knows south africa when mm. it comes to manufacturing it's a hassle but uh however i think you just have to have some sort of a criteria where you tell yourself this is the kind of channels i need to follow mm-hmm. and if uh, you deal with a service provider that can't deliver you have to go to someone else who mm-hmm. can yeah. so um and unfortunately for me i grew up uh, when i started doing fashion so the only thing that i was mainly focused on was quality and craftsmanship yeah. so i could spot what i want the minute i see it so um uh, as much as it's a challenge, but I, I know where to kind of go and um, get the proper CMT. CMT. <laughs> yes. Erfling, I have to ask you in terms of trends, you know, because that's how we, I love having designers in the studio because then we get to gush about fashion and all those amazing stuff. But in, when it comes to trends, do you look at what's happening uh, in the world globally or do you sort of just um, create your own trends or do you always keep in mind what's happening in the world when it comes to trends? 
Um, I definitely want to see what's happening around because mm. if you, as much as you want to send your own message, but you have to see what people are kind of buying into, mm. what is the latest thing that is happening. So for me, I see, I check trends globally, sorry, because that's what happens there first and then it comes to South Africa and then people go into it. So with me, I actually am, if, if people know, people who know my work, I kind of concentrate on the more monochrome, uh, black and white, Mm-mm, simple yeah. silhouettes. But I also try to kind of make it as current as it can be, as opposed to what people are buying now yeah. and yeah, what people are looking into. Because, I mean, it's good to be part of the trend. You can't be too ahead as well because then people don't, won't get it. So you have to know what's happening in here right now, what people are wearing. So it's and, very important. Also on that, uh, v- mm-hmm. very importantly, what designers need to know, which because people are just like moving around on that point. Mm-hmm. If you know your market, mm-hmm. you know, some people, you get, the, the pencil skirt could be coming in, but if your clients are not wearing it, you can't mm-hmm. really yeah. design <laughs> it. Nice story. So That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So true. if you really very know true. your market that, you don't have any problems. You know, the good news is we're going to be joined by a lovely lady. Her name is Erica Schwartz. She's the CEO of Fashion House and Buyer's Lounge. And um, she may be one of your connects to live here with as well because she's also constantly looking um, on how to elevate um, the fashion industry, how to bring in um, fashion local fashion designers into the boutiques out here. So, sh- you know, shortly she will be joining us. But in the meantime... Um, it's 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 a nice Thursday morning, <laughs> and we are looking fashionable and we are feeling fashion and we are smelling you were just like fashion. You're waiting for me to say something. Yes. You're just waiting for me. Oropaling, I just quickly, I'm so sorry, Liz, because remember when we just met, um, the focus on business. How is that understanding of yours coming? Are you using your line sheets? And because a lot of times, you know, you know, when you speak to fashion designers in South Africa and you ask them, Ropaleng, where's your line sheet? And they're like, what is a line sheet? How's that working for you? Um, profoundly so, because I, when I met you at the time, I didn't know anything about line sheets. <laughs> yeah. And I, when I, it came to that knowledge of the line sheets, um, it, it kind of makes me more prepared and it's working successfully for me when I have to, um, present like a collection to yeah. buyers and um it just makes it easier yes. yeah and prof- and you look so professional yeah very professional so because, because every businessman because the fashion is business as yeah. much as glamorous as it is you have to be on point and people have to be kind of um confident to kind of indul- to be part of your brand very, very true nice. very true because i think because i recall just you know when we met the first time um there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I've taken you through and also with costing and, you know, have you figured that out? Because that's another big problem in South Africa is wholesale and retail pricing. How, how's that going now, Paul Ropelin? It's, it's going smoothly. Yeah. In the beginning, you know. Thanks to Momo. Yeah, thanks to Mo. <laughs> And right. <laughs> okay, we're gonna clap for more because he, he, he's been looking for his clap, his magic clap today. No, but definitely he has a point right there because uh, when I came into the, the, the DNA Africa, I didn't know anything about costing because what we believed in is like if you charge a, if a, if you have to custom make a skirt for a client, it has to cost you like 1.2, you know? And, um, when a, a retail, let me say a, a, a store comes in and say, okay, I want 10 of this. I'm like, okay, it's 1.2 mm. for all of them. Then mm. we're forgetting that there's like a wholesale <laughs> price and there is a retail price as well. Yeah. 
Orapaleng, it's been so amazing having you in studio today. That was Orapaleng, you guys, fashion designer. And if people want to check you out, could you just give us maybe your different platforms um, that people can can connect with you? Yeah, people can get hold of me through my email. It's orapalengmudutle at yahoo.com. Um, they all can also check me on Facebook, which is Orapele Mudutle Style Avenue, and also on Instagram and Twitter at Orapele Mudutle. Wow, guys, you had it all. Um, our lines are open. If you would like to share your feedback or you have any comments, we're on 0861 555189. Uh, you can also tweet at com. You can also at Cliff Central, we've got a message here from Tebatso uh, Mahasha, who's asking, who's making a comment about the, I think it's the AFI fast track. He says, I really want to win. I've been entering the competition since day one and I haven't won <laughs> yet. I'm beginning to doubt if this competition is real or not. Um, Oh, wow. Does anyone want to take that since? But uh, Orapaleng has been mm. a top. You went the top twenty. Twenty, yeah. Mm. And how how was that experience? Um. Well, it's 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 quite it's quite intense. They really know what they're looking for. So, um, if you if you apply and they, you get you get selected for the top twenty, they kind of check your quality and craftsmanship mm. of the yeah. work. And if it's not up to standard, and sometimes it's not really about your quality. Yeah. And sometimes it's the kind of message you're trying to. Maybe mm. there's like two or three people who have the same message, so they kind of have to choose one mm. between the three. So it's not all always about that. Um, your work is not good enough. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. This is amazing time in studio with Arapaleng Madutla. Modutla. Modutla. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me slide on this once. Um, but it's been really nice having you in studio. Thank you very much. For um, remember that this is the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central for all of you who are maybe tuning in just now. I am Lisa Gumba Regisford and joined with my co-host Morwick Peterson and our lovely Kayla Stambul in-house trend analyst. And um, shortly we are just going to get straight into business talk with Erica Schwartz, CEO of Fashion House and Buyer's Lounge, who's sitting here looking so lovely and so mellow. <laughs> Good morning, Erica. Welcome morning. to the studio. Good morning, Erica. Morning, morning. How are you doing this morning? No, I'm good. She's come a little bit closer, yeah. Okay. And she's so proper. She's really proper even this morning when she greeted me. She's like, good morning. I'm like, good morning, Erica. It just it brought me down very quickly. You look absolutely amazing, Erica. Yeah, thank you. Kayla? Yes. Um, Eric, Erica, it's lovely to have you in the studio today. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, just to a brief introduction on yourself, could you just um, let our listeners know who Erica is and about the fashion house and um, and buyer's lounge? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, fashion house and buyer's lounge was started in 2013. Um, as a designer myself, I soon realized that uh, there's no business solution for fashion designers. There's no marketing platform that can actually present their brands to stores. So we all know designers love to create, um, be creative and create designs, but they don't always know how to present their brand objectively to fashion buyers. Very interesting. Um, I just want to, just to make it super clear. So what is Fashion House and Buyers Lounge? And what is your offering to the African market? Okay, basically, we assist fashion designers to become small independent businesses. Uh, we create a marketing plan, identify each, the, each brand that we represent, the, um, basically the target market, 
um, that can be in retail stores, boutiques, or online stores that we work with. Then we also contact the target market. We schedule appointments. We introduce and represent uh, the products to fashion buyers, uh, fashion buyers on the behalf of fashion designers. We also um, use social media platforms to create a little bit more awareness of brands. Um, that is more focusing on public. Um, then we also assist with uh, processing orders as a lot of designers get quite um, in a flat spin when they receive the order and they can't find the CMT. Mm. Do you also provide the CMTs? Yes, we can also source fabric for them and CMTs and also deliver the products to the clients. And you would say that the CMTs are reliable? Yes, we work with That's the scary part yes, of it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Inter- interesting. So as a fashion house looking to get young designers to a high level, which would be good for their business, like you say, what um, criteria do you use in selecting the designers who would like to obviously be represented by Fashion House and Buyer's Lounge? And could you just kind of share your selection or your screening process? And I think it's also important for the people and the listeners out there who may be trying to get into yeah. your network, um, have some better information of how to, how to get a, how to get around it. Could you just share that with us? Okay. We also focus quite a lot on quality. Okay. That's our first uh, screening process. Uh, we will require a sample range from each brand that we represent. That can be run about 8 to 16 um, items. It can be accessories or apparel. It can be um, from bridal wear to uh, ready-to-wear uh, costume jewelry to your yeah, shoes, handbags. It can be any fashion-related um, product. Um, if designers source their own CMTs, we will definitely have to see the range and look at the finishing of the sample range and what the quality of a product will be and also select the target market according to that. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, but would, is it open for any designers? Do you have yeah. an open call once every two months? Do you have a, just a website where they apply? Is it, a, you know, what could you just share also, like, how do they get Onto okay, basically, um, any designer can contact us. They can sign up with us uh, at any time. Uh, we will um, give them a season that they need to start off with. Um, for instance, at the moment, we already marketing spring-summer range to fashion buyers. Uh, the last uh, autumn-winter orders we already processing, it will be closing end of May. Mm-hmm. So, and do they go onto your website to apply? Um, yes, so I can go on our website. The website is www.fashion-house.co.za. We also have an online store. This is focusing on individual sales to wholesale sales. It's also open to um, international buyers. They can purchase goods in rand, dollar, or euro. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's also an opportunity for startup designers to test a, a certain market without producing um, too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. consignment stock basically and sitting with stock. That's mm-hmm. not selling. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, Erica, um, is there a specific reason that you guys focus on postgraduate students? Because the reason I'm asking you um, is because there are so many designers, let's say, who haven't necessarily went through the formal ways of studying fashion design but are very good designers is there a specific reason that you guys only focus on the postgraduate designers 
Well, we do take on self-taught designers as well. Okay, wow, that's amazing. Um, but the, the main focus is for any startup fashion designer is we've already created a fashion network. Mm. Um, we startup fashion designers are often unreliable due to the lack of experience and resources. They don't know how to represent. Mm. Uh, they don't know how to brand the, the brand, you know, create that image. So that's basically where we come in and create a complete business solution for them. I like that a lot. I just want to, because funny enough, it's so serendipitous that we spoke um, about, um, you know, this whole online thing that you guys have going. Um, and we spoke about um, shipping, you know, because shipping is so expensive. <laughs> In a hole, because yesterday we were like screaming at each other about <laughs> shipping prices. How do you work when it comes to shipping your garments out, whether it's to the United States or whether it's to Norway? I mean, do your, the people who buy from you, are they paying for shipping or are you guys paying for shipping? Um, they pay for shipping because of the quantity. We can't really um, work in a price for shipping because the quantity will vary according to the order. Yeah, yeah. But do you, just to add on that, do you find it challenging? Because I just know that, like, sometimes, the reason I had, a, as a fashion designer, I had a clo an online store which I've now blocked. Not blocked, but just kind of made inaccessible. And I'll give you the reason why, is I sell a small little top for, like, $60. And then, guess what? To ship it to the U.S. is $150. Yes. yes How do you explain <laughs> that to a customer? So I think the question here is, do, do aren't the costs so high that you might that some of the buyers are discouraged? Um, have you had those situations where the buyer says this is too much? Well, it depends on on the quantity. Um, for we don't really focus that much on individual orders, you know, like one item, ones of items, but it is available for the public as well. Um, so if you order larger quantities, it um, it brings down the cost of the shipping as well. Very interesting. interesting. Also, just I just want to add, or just ask, listen to me, just add. <laughs> you guys have like a showroom type of a space, right? Yes. So people can walk in and come and have a look at the different designers um, that you guys are holding. Um, but do you have a specific, and I don't know if I can ask this, but let me go ahead. <laughs> do you charge the designers who are showcasing or using your showrooms, your rail? Uh, we basically ask a marketing fee mm -hmm. um, per designer that sign up. It's either um, it depends on the services that they require. If, okay. if they need uh, photographic services, obviously okay. there's a cost to that. Uh, the reason why we're asking a marketing fee is because it includes a brand profile. So it's actually a professional brand profile that's designed. Um, the images that goes out the um, marketing material. It's all designed and yeah, that's I why like, we ask them marketing. I, I really like it because you know what when I came back from the USA I came to launch um, um another designer and the first thing is when I was still in California I called and I was like, where's the fashion houses? And to come and find out that there is no fashion houses where, you know, all the designers is under one roof or where buyers can go to and, you know, have a look at the sample ranges. And I mean, I'm so glad that I know now that there is somewhere at least. And I've, I've discovered there's quite a few, but it would really be nice in the future for us to look into having a proper fashion house, you know, where buyers can just come in. But I mean, what you're doing, thank you so much. I mean, and where, where are you guys located? Again? We located in Bedford View. Okay, yeah. is that specific reason why you guys chose mm, Bedford View? Not necessarily. It's quite easy to access as well as it's close to the airport. So we do get uh, quite a few international designers that's also working with us. 
Very nice. And Erica, would you, um, where do you see the brand, I mean, your fashion house going? Do you, have you thought of expansion into Africa? Other parts of Africa, have you thought into just expanding? Like, or yes, do you yes, <laughs> we're definitely looking at expanding. Uh, we, we don't just focus on marketing just in South Africa. We're also trying to market products to Africa as well, as well as um, taking designers from Africa to South Africa and um, international. From other parts of Africa? Yes. Yeah. To, okay. <laughs> okay. It's very, it's very exciting to have you in. And uh, how can all of our um, audience listeners. or listeners who are interested in connecting, how can they reach you? Would you, would you like to share your Twitter handle, your website? I mean, you email. already shared. Wi- <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, they can email us on info at fashion-house.co.za or they can follow us on social media. It's on Facebook, it's FHABL. Um, Twitter as well, FHABL. And then at the moment we do have opportunity. We're looking for knitwear designers. Okay. Um, we have a few stores that contacted us and we are looking for knitwear designers. If you have knitwear, contact us and send us your lookbook. So all the knitwear designers, please contact Erica. She is in need of you guys. There's a business opportunity business. for you. Please, please. Do visit Erica. Erica, before we leave, guys, I would love us to just have this, our little last segment before we normally leave. And since you're the last guest in studio, oh, we'd like wow. to engage you, <laughs> engage you, but we'll put you last so that you can also have time to think. So this is a very little segment. It's called, Who Would You Like to Dress? Um, who would you like to dress means wh- whoever it is. It could be someone who just dresses so bad, who just needs blessings. It could be someone who really Dresses dressed very well. well, but just has a bad weave, or it could be, it just could be anything, or it just could be okay. So, I think we're going to start with Kayla. Why do we always start with me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the person for today, you know, I, I, you know, I love highly influential women, is Tuli Madonsela, our public protector. You know, I think that she could use a little bit of help in the fashion department, in the weave department, in the makeup department. <laughs> I'm just, you know, she's been named one of the, um, one of Time's 100 most influential women in the world. And I think that for somebody that carries such stature, mm. you should, you know, you should really look the part. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. And I think that that's what she, I always use Michelle Obama as, as an example because she's the wife of the US president, but she always looks amazing and she mm. carries herself so beautifully. So that is the person that I would like to dress today. Wow. <laughs> um, no, Liz, don't come to me, please. I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm still thinking. You better stop. Okay. While Morik is thinking, I would like to dress Bruce Jenner when he changes, when he gets his sex change, not now. I'm not sure. I've been thinking, I was like, if I want to dress Bruce and he's going to now be, when he's a woman, um, I wonder if I want to kind of adapt or bring in the element of kind of the Kim style or maybe the Chloe or the Courtney. I'm not really sure, but I'm still debating. But let's just first see how he looks when he's get, when he gets his sex change. But I think that's who I want to dress. I wonder which Kardashian he would want to look like. I wonder, I, so many girls. I wonder which style he would like to adapt to. I feel so bad for the boy. I mean, like, seriously. Erica? 
Definitely. And I must just add quickly. Mm. Um, Duncan, who is our technician in studio, I'm definitely going to dress him <laughs> for the party. Um, that's coming up. I mean, really, I am, I'm definitely. So, Duncan, I'm going to dress I you. I think it's because he felt a little bit left out last week, Mo. So, I'm very grateful that you've actually brought Duncan no, And he knows in. I have a lot of love for him. He knows I have a lot of love for him. Guys, can we give our lovely guest her opportunity? Who would you love to dress if you were to choose someone to dress in this world? Well, internationally, Britney Spears. Any w- uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to us like a choir. Uh-huh. <laughs> and why? And why is that? Well, the style is completely different. I mean, I love her music videos, and just to have an opportunity to dress her, I think, will be amazing. I think she'll need help in that department. Yeah, <laughs> and the hair department as well. I am all about that hair and that makeup. Like, I need people to look flawless. Like, when I see you, I need you to be flawless. So please. And I mean, your me. makeup does look flawless, Kayla. I must say those eyes. <laughs> and the red lips, guys. It's been so nice. I mean, lines are open. Uh, we are on WeChat on Cliff Central. Um, for those who want to reach out to us later, you can find us on fashionlabafrica.com where we hold it down, dissecting business behind fashion and looking fabulous while we are at it. Anyway, it's been so nice having you, Erica, in studio today. Thank you so much. We will look forward to connecting in different ways because we obviously share a similar vision. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Erica. I mean, what you're doing is phenomenal. Please continue doing. I mean, let's all develop and work together to get Africa to the next level. I mean, you've been absolutely amazing. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning into um, Fashion Lab. You know this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. Please, we would like to hear from you. Um, different topics, suggestions, you know, we, we, we open. As long as it's within, you know, what we do and mm-hmm. what we... Thank you so so much um, our parting shots um, Kayla Liz I just want to encourage because I know we had uh, somebody that commented that said that they were unsuccessful in AFI to get in touch with someone like Erica you know um, AFI is not the be all and end all of your fashion career yeah. you know um, I understand that they have lots of applicants many people apply so look at different ways get in touch with Erica get in touch with different people you know they are there to help you to build your brand so do that and that's what I have to say to our listeners for today very true thank you so much for listening this I, w- is the fashion I would like to encourage all of the local shop owners and b- local boutiques to actually start investing more on local brands because the local brands are coming. They're strong. They're fixing up. There's no more strings hanging. We are here and we are ready to rock and roll. And I'd like to also encourage shop owners on the flip side to please be very careful who you hire in your very store true. or who's representing mm-hmm. you in your shops so that you don't lose business because mm-hmm. like you heard earlier, I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> Have a lovely, lovely, lovely Thursday. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. God bless. And our um, Cliff Central birthday is coming up um, tomorrow. tomorrow We'd like to wish you um, a happy, happy birthday. And we pray that God bless you for many, many, many more years. Happy birthday, Cliff Central. Thank From you. God bless. Bye bye. Bisous, bisous.